gentlemen and welcome to the show i am your host doug i hope everybody's having a good weekend so far and of course today is super bowl sunday i hope everybody's going to enjoy the game uh don't hold large parties for this event as we are trying to uh, get through this pandemic, keeping the transmissions down to as low as we can. Now, here in Ontario, um, we're talking about lifting the the lockdown, easing restrictions, and why Ontario will ease province-wise COVID-19 lockdown regionally. So, despite Ontario's overall downward trend in the COVID-19 cases, there remain sharp regional differences in transmission rates making it unlikely that the Ford government will lift the public health restrictions uniformly across the province in the coming week. The higher rate places of COVID-19, such as uh, uh, Toronto and the Peel region and New York regions, always seem to be having the highest case counts. Part of that reasoning is because of population. Toronto being the most populated city across Ontario. So their, their um, restrictions um, probably will not coincide um, with the areas um, outside of that city. The Ontario's province-wide stay-at-home order is due to expire this Wednesday, four weeks after it came into effect. The government will then begin a phased reopening 
of the economy in regions where COVID-19 infection rates are the lowest. Our Premier of Ontario, who will announce the timetable as early as Monday, has already said publicly that easing of the restrictions would happen regionally. Especially in the northern and rural areas, they want to get the economy opening up, but safely, he said. And he knows a couple of hot zones might be a week later, and he'll be talking about Toronto, the Peel region, and the York regions. The wide range COVID-19 infection rates around the province provides evidence why Ontario would, would likely take the original approach to loosening the lockdown such a move would mean a return to color-coded alert levels for the public health unit areas. That was the green, that was the yellow, orange, and red, and the gray color zones, which is gray, which we are in a lockdown in a stay-at-home order at this time. Other provinces, including Quebec, Alberta, and Nova Scotia, are preparing to ease COVID-19 restrictions in the coming weeks, while British Columbia is keeping its measures in place for now. This doctor says that I think we have to be really careful about easing restrictions for the entire province. If measures are loosened in some parts of the province, so the ban on non-essential travel needs to re that that the non-essential travel needs to remain in place so that people from COVID-19 hotspots don't spread infections elsewhere. Well, people in those hot zones will potentially go to the areas where the bans are being lifted. It's human nature. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science how 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 people respond and how people are responding to this pandemic. And we've seen it back back uh, before Christmas when Toronto was in a lockdown and other parts of Ontario wasn't, and people from Toronto traveled to those areas anyway. So whether this regional approach will work or not, that's to remain to be seen. Reopening retail shops with capacity restrictions could be safe. Well, we were doing this, you know, when you, when you went to a mall and you're going to your, to your favorite stores in the mall, they were already doing this. And the small business has a better chance and a better a better system than big box stores and Walmarts do. And your in your big name grocery stores. They have a better chance for contact tracing. 
whether it's a small retail shop or a family-owned restaurant. But he warned against situations where people would be gathered without masks, such as allowing restaurants and bars to resume serving customers indoors. We had those restrictions back before the lockdown. So many people at a table, no more than five. It was working just fine. But numbers were going up elsewhere. Big box stores, Walmarts, manufacturing, food processing plants, mail assorting plants. All these cases were, were going up in all these places. Ontario's red level of restrictions included a ban on indoor drinking and dining at bars and restaurants and also recommended against non-essential travel, a provision that was widely ignored in mid-December. And it was widely ignored in mid-December in mid because when Toronto, like I said, when Toronto was in a lockdown, other regions around Toronto wasn't, they just flocked to all those areas. The government set 40 new cases per week per 100,000 population as a threshold for imposing red-level measures in local public health units, according to the most recent weekly studies published by the Health of Ontario. Some of the densely populated urban areas were seeing case rates far above that. Toronto, Peel Region, York Region, even down as far as Windsor, closer to the border. By contrast, some of the more sparsely populated health units in northern, eastern, and southwestern Ontario are showing lower rates of transmission, putting them in the ranges set for the green or yellow levels of restriction. There's also exceptions to the general urban versus rural trend of the new uh, rates cases per 100,000 population was at 338.2, while Chatham and Kent was at 107.2. That's why they went into the gray zones through the lockdown. But other places too that were um, had far less infections uh, back in, in uh, mid-December to only be included in the gray zone of a total lockdown. Phasing out restrictions regionally would follow the pattern that Ontario set with phasing in the resumptions of an in-person classes in the province school boards. Schools in Northern Ontario resumed face-to-face -face instructions on January the 11th, well, just one week after online only classes after the Christmas break, public health units in Eastern and some parts of Southwestern Ontario followed suit gradually over 
European Civilian League. But already one week into, into um, this, uh, in class learning, we had cases in a couple of schools already. We had schools in 13 public health units are returned to class on Monday, while the Toronto, Peel region and York region school boards don't come back until February the 16th. This associated uh, uh, professor said he favors a regional approach to loosening public health measures in part because the public appears more willing to accept restrictions that are based on local impact of the COVID-19. That it does suggest that we should be focusing on these hot button areas like Toronto and Peel. If those numbers start coming down, then they too will be moved into uh, a reopening phase. But they are concerned about the new variants that might change everything. If we can't control the spread of those new variants, the entire province is at risk. And it's just not the new variants. This is COVID in general. That's why I think a lot of people are urging that we not be too quick in relaxing any restrictions at this point. Now, like I said, you know, when we if we're going to open it regionally, then how do we stop people? from going to these areas that are gonna be allowed to be opening. Who's gonna have control over that? Businesses can. So that means they would have to ask everybody for their identification to find out where they're from. What parts of Ontario? Are you still in the lockdown? And you're moving about to other areas. It's gonna be a hard thing to do um, to be able to control that. Now, With that said, you know, then you know about people getting back to work. Now, obviously people are afraid of, of transmission. How is your workplace going to adapt um, if and when the workplace is uh, reopened, such as bars, gyms, restaurants, movie theaters, 
We're not going to be allowed to go to any sporting events. Not for a while yet. And how can we safely return to work during the pandemic? From the commute to chats at the water cooler, there are ways to minimize risk of exposure to COVID-19. And that really comes down to the employer on how they are gonna set things up for when you return to work. What protocols are they gonna have in place? What restrictions are gonna have in place? Yes, you're gonna be probably have to wear a mask while at work and that's going on right now for all the essential workers out there. COVID-19 put millions of Canadians out of work and sent millions of others home to work from kitchen tables and sofas. Staying healthy as work resumes for some and others leave their homes for more formal work settings is going to require employees to not only strictly endure to preventative measures like hand hygiene and physical distancing, but to know their rights as an expert in infectious disease and occupational health. It's also important to note that risk doesn't always lie exactly where we think it does. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. So I'll give you a little recap. Um, tomorrow, our, our uh, Premier of Ontario is going to um, announce, announce um, lifting restrictions, lifting the lockdown, but he's going to be doing it regionally not all at the same time. And that news will come tomorrow, probably sometime around 1, 1.30 in the afternoon. And um, putting in place um, what we did last spring as, as we use a, a color-coded um, um, restrictions with uh, with green, yellow, orange, red, and gray, which we are in right now, means lockdown. That's where we are at this point in time here in Ontario. Lockdown and a stay-at-home order. So we're getting people back to work is um, another task at hand for all the um, non-essential businesses such as our restaurants and our our clothing stores you know the shopping malls all of our small businesses that are affected by this lockdown and stay-at-home orders 
um, when and what regions here in Ontario um, are they going to be opening? And we'll find that out out uh, tomorrow. And once I, I get that news, once I get that news, and of course I'm going to, you know, come out here and uh, talk about it. And um, talking about going back to work safely and, you know, in these non-essential businesses, of course, it's up to the employer to have um, rules in place, not just their own rules, but rules from the government. Because you're still going to have to wear a mask. You're still going to have to social distance at work. And hygiene, keeping the store clean, whether it's a restaurant or your clothing store or a, or a gym or whatever the case may be. Returning to work from your home because you worked from home. And what the and what the changes are going to be. Now you have, you know, to stay or go. If you're fortunate enough to have a choice about where you do your work, the decision to return or remain working remotely depends on such factors as your personal risk of COVID-19 complications as well as that of people in your bubble. Your caregiving responsibilities at home, how crowded your work environment is, and whether your home life is conductive to getting work done. But not everybody wants to continue working from home. Like people, uh, like the contact, you know, if you're living alone and you're feeling quite isolated, you know, not everybody who's working from home has, has a family. Single people working from home, you know, in that isolation. And then getting back into a group setting, you know, how are you going to feel about that? You know, are you going to feel that it's safe enough? Are you going to feel that your employer has, has uh, enough safety protocols in place for you to feel safe at work in that office setting? As for de uh, determining if your work environment is safe, that returning employees go to the websites of the Ministry of Labor in their province or territory and look up specific COVID-19 regulations outlined in their field. So if you're working at a retail facility, you should be provided with a mask by your employer. 
and say you're a cashier. You should provide it with plexiglass protection. Each job requires different protection. Each work setting requires different protection. And it is also up to the employers to be following those guidelines. Because the inspectors and the inspections that are being done now are going to be carried over into the reopening of the economy to make sure the employers have put in place the safety measures for the employees. Not everybody drives a car to work. People have to take public transit. Many people have expressed fear about exposure to COVID-19 on public transit. The ridership numbers on transit systems, including the Toronto Transit Commission remain down as restrictions are lifted, a good indication that public confidence in their, in their safety is low. Now here in the city of London where I reside, um, you know, when uh, the universities and the colleges and that get back into in-class learnings and stuff like that, the city uh, of London, uh, the transit uh, commission wants to put more buses out on the roadways so we're not just all standing in a sardine can, jam-packed. So they want to be overlapping these bus routes. Now, But some of the employers have made um, support available to help staff who don't feel comfortable taking public transit to work. Now there's one firm in Vancouver, Calgary and Toronto, the company started paying for parking for employees who have chosen return to the office but who don't feel comfortable with their normal transit commute. And that the firm's chief technology officer and chief information security officer whose duties include uh, pandemic preparedness. That's great, they're gonna pay for your parking. But like I said, not everybody has a, not everybody has a vehicle. In big metropolitan areas like such as Toronto, a lot of people work in those downtown office buildings and they live downtown. They don't have to take public transit. They don't have to take the subway. Physical distancing is going to be another factor in workplaces as they are right now and how they're supposed to be right now. You know, um, in the last few weeks, um, the province of Ontario 
um, has uh, hired more inspectors to be going out to, to the essential businesses that are open right now, such as your big box stores, your Walmarts, your grocery stores, manufacturing, food processing plants, that the inspectors are going into these places, making sure protocol is being followed. And every time I turn around and I open up the news report, fines are being handed out to businesses, individuals, for not following protocol. Spreading people out in the workplace. Big Walmarts and in, in, in in your big brand name grocery stores and your big box stores. I mean, they're pretty big places. So there shouldn't be a problem, a problem of physical distancing. Only allowing so many people in there to shop. Weekends always seem to be the busiest, the busiest, obviously, because that's when a lot of people do their grocery shopping. You know, the Costco's selling selling groceries, obviously. The Walmarts are selling groceries. And then you have your, your big brand name grocery stores. Now, you know, when you if you work in an in an office building and you know you're having um, uh, meetings throughout the day, and if you have to have a meeting where everybody is physically present in the room, they should practice good physical distancing, which means that the chair should be at least two meters apart. Well, maybe hold a, a, a morning meeting and only have so many in that room and and then an afternoon meeting. Ventilation in the workplace, the air movement in the workplace. In addition to the number of people in a shared space, employers should also be speaking to building maintenance staff of their landlords for details about ventilation. Well, the windows are closed right now. The heat is on because it's winter time. And today is no exception out there. It's pretty darn cold this morning here in Ontario, Canada. Some of the things that we look like they're important in preventing COVID spread in a building environment is the number of air exchangers per hour. And with pretty much all of these infections, more air exchanges is better in making sure that you're bringing 
in as much outside air as possible. Well, people aren't going to start propping up windows in the middle of winter. They say that risk is lower in buildings where you can open windows. And in the winter, raising humidity usually helps reduce respiratory virus risk. Well, I mean, if you can open up the window, I mean, everybody will have to be on board with that. Put your sweaters on. Get the airflow going through the office. I mean, people working from home, you know, they're not propping their windows open right now, letting all that nice warm air go out of the house. And it's also important too, ladies and gentlemen, that the businesses have places to wash your hands. And even having Sennheiser, San sanitizer at your desk. Now, people who, who work in these big corporations and big businesses downtown, office buildings, I guess depending on what floor you work on, elevators versus the stairs. I guess it goes to, you know, how fit are you? You work on the 20th floor, you're going to take the stairs. There's been a lot of focus on the safety of elevators because they seem to be enclosed. Well, of course, the elevators are enclosed. You can only really distance in an elevator if there's two or three of you. On top of that, there's the question of how many people have touched a button. So is the maintenance, people who work in maintenance, are they going to be cleaning these elevators on a regular basis? And that's going, not just the buttons in the elevators, the buttons on the outside of the elevators on every single floor. They would have to be wiped down constantly. They'd have to have hand sanitizer outside of these elevators on every single floor. Then you have your break rooms and chatting around the water cooler or the coffee pot. Data about COVID-19 spread in healthcare settings has found that common places like break rooms and kitchens may be the riskiest spots in the workplace. While so much focus is on the reducing risk while interacting with, with patients or your coworkers, it turns out we're often much better in the more formal situation about remembering all those new habits. 
you really need to be standing around the water cooler chatting with your with your coworker around the coffee pot the lunch rooms well I guess what it maybe have to stagger lunchtime in office buildings or stay at your desk and eat your lunch bring your coffee back to your desk but be careful don't spill it on your on your on your laptop the less gatherings we have in 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 public buildings better off will be especially in these workplaces and in these office settings masks is another thing Local public health guidance will provide direction on whether masks are required in your work environment. But where it's optional, consider your ability to distance from others. So you have an office setting of, of cubicles. Are you going to have to wear your mask sitting in your cubicle? If it's only you, probably not. But if you get up from your cubicle to go do whatever, photocopy or whatever you're going to be doing, you're going to have to be wearing your mask when you leave your workstation. And for example, if you're sitting in your own office, like I just said, occasional people might come up to you up to your door. And I think that wearing a mask doesn't make sense. The same applies if you're always more than two meters away from others in a cubicle, like I said, or in an assembly line. So if you need to get up from your desk and leave your cubicle, you're gonna to have to wear a mask because you're gonna be going to talk to somebody. If you're going to be entering a more shared airspace, having a mask on would be a great fallback position. So as our government is talking about lifting the restrictions, getting people back to work, And obviously, there's going to be a timeline for this because he's going to allow office buildings, um, your your, um, your your small business, your mom and pa restaurants, the shopping malls, going to allow them time to prepare for their reopening of putting the safety measures in place. So the people who could get back to work.
can get back can can uh, can uh, sorry get back safely. But bear in mind that the inspectors are still going to be out and about checking on places on a regular basis as they're doing right now to make sure safety protocol is in place, that the employer and the employees are following the rules and also making sure that for the consumer that the business isn't over capacity. There's nothing more than what we want to do right now is open up the economy and get people back to work. This lockdown and this stay at home order here in Ontario, Canada has been relentless. But the government has to also take the safe approach. Not opening the economy all at once, but opening it regionally. And people have to understand that if you're in a region that you're still going to be in the lockdown, it doesn't mean travel to these other places. And we've had this situation leading up to Christmas where we locked down regionally and those in lockdown traveled to other places who were not in a lockdown. And our numbers just kept spiking up to where the government of, of, the, of the province, the premier, right after Christmas, put the entire province into lockdown. So tomorrow will be the big announcement from the Premier of Ontario on what his plans are for reopening the province. So I'd like to get those thank yous out to all of our essential workers. Our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you to my listeners who have joined me this morning and my listeners around the world and my followers, I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast.
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Have a safe Sunday. Enjoy the football game this evening. Have a safe work week. And I will be back out tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. to have a coffee with you. I hope you can join me. Be safe, everybody, and thank you.